Greetings and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com, the podcast program in which we study one chapter of Tanakh in each podcast. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom and I'm honored to be studying Sefer Yov with you. We are now in Perak Yod Zion, chapter 17 of Sefer Yov. It's a relatively short chapter of only 16 psukim. Uh, and it is the second half of Eov's response to Eliphaz in the second go-around. And in this one, he has been excoriating his quote-unquote friends for their um, wretchedness, for their um, uh, poor attempts at empathizing with him. And he pointed out in the previous parak that were he in their place, he would have acted very differently. And he continues here, and uh, as has happens often in Tanakh and occasionally in Eov, the division of chapters, which is not a Jewish division, is made in an awkward place. This speech should not have been divided at all, but nonetheless will follow convention. Ruchi chubala yamanizachu kvarim li. A six-word uh, piece here. Uh, with some difficult words. Ruchi, Ruchi, Chubala, my spirit is destroyed. Yamain Nizahu, my days are, and it sounds like they're either withering away or they're interrupted. Kvarimli, I have graves waiting for me. Now notice he doesn't say a grave, because that would indicate that he had already prepared his grave, uh, sort of like Yaakov says, Asher Kariti Libertz Kanan. Here it's just, he's waiting for death. And now he speaks as if in a court, taking an oath. You have to remember that in Tanakh, the way oaths are taken are not to swear in the affirmation of the fact that we hope will be believed, but rather um, introducing the oath and then swearing to its negation. So if this is not true, that I have teasers, I have ones who are scorning me with me, Hamrotam talan eni. Hamrotam here, from the word mar, from their, their bitter words, their bitterness is, uh, my eyes are sleeping with that. That's the, those are the words that I hear before I go to sleep. Uh, and up until now, in the entire dialogue, we get the sense that we really don't have a sense of the setting. We have Eov, we have his three friends, we don't know if anybody else is there, uh, is there an audience? Are there bystanders? Now we'll get a sense, perhaps at least, of this particular setting. It doesn't mean it's true throughout. Simana orveni imach, and he turns to God. And he says, "Be my guarantor." And he's turning to God in a very different way than he's been before. Because before he was angry and challenging and accusatory, and now he's pleading. He's saying, "God, please be my guarantor, because mihuli adi itakea. Who's going to shake my hand?" Now, shaking hands, as we find, for instance, at the beginning of the sixth chapter of Mishlei, is an act of arvut, of agreeing to be supportive of someone. So he says, I have no one else here who's going to hold my hand and support me, so God, you be my support. And then he looks at God and points to these quote-unquote friends, and he says, you have hid their hearts from intelligence, meaning you have kept them from thinking straight. And as a result of that, you're not going to be elevated. And part of his claim is that even if their words sound like they're praising you, you can't really be praised by things that aren't true. And that's what they're saying. Chelek here, the word chalak, meaning uh, flattery. So, uh, 
somebody who flatters, people think that they are reyim. These are not these fellows, but rather in general, in life. When people are flattered, people say, ooh, these are your friends. In the meantime, In the meantime, his son's eyes will go dim, looking for, anticipating help. And the image that we have here is somebody who suddenly has people in his advanced age who come and flatter him, and he thinks they're his friends, and he points them to be trustees over his estate to take care of his children when he dies. In the meantime, the children are going to look longingly for help because it won't come because these people are deceitful. He, now he, the he here is not God, he is talking to God, is complaining that his rea, because he's speaking now about the group of them as an individual, have presented me as a mashal amim. This is a notion that we get, we find in Yumiao and Yechezkel, that we have become, even in Malachim Aleph, uh, in Peretet, that uh, that we are like an example. So he is like an example, meaning an example for others. People say, ooh, don't end up like him. That's the mashal here. I am the the, 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 the focal point of people cur- uh, uh, spitting and derision. And here, perhaps we get a sense that this entire dialogue is taking place in front of people who are now laughing at Eov. I don't think that's the case. There are those who have suggested it. I think that this is a rhetorical flair. And as we've seen in other places in Eov's words, where he says, would that it were different. Would that I was the one who was comforting you. Would that I had someone here. If that Would that I could, could directly confront God. And here again, if there were people around, this is how they'd be reacting, perhaps. Vatecha mika'as eni. Ka'as, again, being spelled with the sin, as we've seen throughout Eov, and also, here not meaning, meaning anger, but rather pain. My eyes are weakened from pain. Uh, so the same word we find with Yitzchak v'atichena inav mirot. V'yitzurai katzel kulam. My body, my parts of my body, are like a, shade, a shadow now. In other words, I'm, I'm withering, I'm disappearing. And, and this is a turn for Eov, because until now he's been angry, and he has been pleading to die, but now it's as if he's saying, I'm almost there, and I'm falling apart. And you don't necessarily get a sense that over the course of this dialogue, Eov's personal, physical, medical situation has worsened, but it's just, he's taking from a different perspective. Yashomu Yisharim alzot. It's a play on alliteration there, Yashomu Yisharim. Yashomu means they should be desolated. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, Shomu Shamayim, Yemiyahu. That straight people should be sort of, um, scandalized by this. And so he was innocent, should come and be angry at the wicked. And he was calling these friends wicked who were saying these things to him. In the meantime, the friends have been saying to him, and what Eliphaz said, that, uh, fair yirai, your words are going to hurt other people's yirai. He says, that's not the case. The Sadiq should hold on to his path. The one who's pure of hands should keep his, uh, should, should maintain and even add to his courage and his, his conviction. I'm not going to back away because you claim that by my saying the things I am about God and to God, I'm going to influence other people to have less fear of God. Just the opposite. God doesn't want all this flattery and all of these false words. He wants the truth. And even if you would come back and return and immediately sit down, na being now, 
I still wouldn't find any wise person among you, among the three of you. Or perhaps there's more. This is another six words that are quite desperate and with some difficult words in them. My days have passed, that's easy. Zimotai, and Zamam is, is a, a collusion, but it's also like a rope. Um, and Kasher Zamam, Asashem Kasher Zamam, to collude, to plan together. Edim Zomim are colluding witnesses. So Zamotai, Zimotai means my ropes to tie me together, Nitku. And this is very much the image of the end of Kohelet, where at the end of the life, the grinders have stopped and the windows are shutting, etc. Morashei Levavi. Again, the ropes of my heart. Now, does this mean that he feels himself physically starting to drain and come close to death? Or does it mean that he feels that his relationships with other people and the ties that he has with others have been weakened and that's why he's all alone? The earlier part of the speech seems to go in that second direction. Laila liom yasimu. And now he again turns and accuses his co, uh, co-locuters there, locuters there, uh, of their falsehoods that they turn night into day. In other words, things are terrible and they're saying, oh, it's fine. Or karob nechoshech. When it's dark, they're saying, oh, the light is coming soon. Light's not coming soon. I'm dying. And this reminds us, of course, of the very famous passage in Yeshayahu, hey, Salim or Yom, or choshech, choshech, or people who call light dark and dark light. Im akavesh ol beiti. What I'm really looking forward and anticipating is the grave as my house. Bachoshech ripadati yitzuai. I have laid down my bed in the dark for, for death. Lashachat karati aviata. The, to the netherworld, I've said, you are my father. Imiva achuti larima. I've called the worms my mother and my sister. And I'm planning to, to join death soon. Vaye efo tikvati. So indeed, where is my tikva that you've promised me, my better ending? Tikva and who will see it? And for emphasis, he repeats it. I'm going to go down to the edges of Sha'ol, to the empty, to the isolated places, to the place that's mevudad, that's isolated in Sha'ol. And together I'm going to fall to the earth and land on the earth. Now, this word baday is an interesting piece because it introduces the next response of bildad. And this is a phenomenon that we find in biblical poetry, um, often in acrostic poetry, for instance, where, uh, you find this in Echa, where the next, where the coming sentence begins with a particular letter, towards the end of that sentence, uh, that letter will already be invoked. Take a look in Parakala for on the Resh and the Shin. Uh, in the Chet, you find that towards the end of the Chet sentence, there's some Tets. And around the end of the Resh sentence, there's some Shins, etc. And here, almost as if anticipating that Bildad's going to speak, speak, Badesh Sha'ol is introduced as a relatively unique term, really absolutely unique term, of the empty and isolated places. So even in Sha'ol, I'm going to be isolated, which supports the idea that we had before, that the ties that are withered and uh, that are denigrated, not physical ties, his sinews, his veins, etc., but rather his ties with others. And as he began in this parak saying, 
Miu Yeladi Yitakea, who will hold my hand, who will be my support. And indeed, he feels that he's going to be alone even in death. We'll pick it up with Bildad's second uh, presentation in Perak Yudchet. Uh, and that'll be followed by, uh, Eov's response in Yodtet. So far, Perakhaf, Eov and Chafalaf, and then we will begin the third cycle of the dialogue. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.